and then saying no to those first people, it's like that is when you are being tested. You are being tested the minute that someone says, hey, you know, well, I, I want to use your services, but I only want to pay you this much. And if you give in, <laughs> then you're saying, ooh, you know, I kind of thought I was worthy. I kind of thought I could do it, but maybe I can't. But when you say no, you're saying, go ahead, test me again, universe. Give me another one. I'll show you. I'm ready. You know, what's funny is that like, I felt like I learned this lesson first, but I only applied it to dating. Like I was very, I had very high standards in my life for like dating and men. And I, I took no crap. And my friends were like dating like, like men who didn't respect them and all this. Other. And I was just like, why are you guys doing that? But it took me, it took me a little while to understand that that same principle applied to money. That took me a while to realize, oh, the same thing I did to meet my husband, right? And manifest my husband was the same thing I have to do with money, all self-worth and self-love. Oh my God. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations, your joys and creative spurs, your femininity, your success, all in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hello, hello, and welcome to Girl Skill Podcast, where twice a week we're having an insightful conversation with a kick-ass woman about her life story, her version of success, and her femininity, so we can all learn from the lessons she's learned along the way and apply it into our own lives too. And before we move on to yet another amazing episode of the Girl Skill Podcast, I wanted to officially announce and introduce you to the Girl Skill Power Tools Career and Business Edition PDF that is now available for free to download at Girl Skill girlskill.com slash business. As you by now know, I've interviewed more than 50 women on female success. And in every single episode, I've asked them by the end of the episode to tell us all their recommended top tools and resources that help them stay productive, happy and fulfilled. And as you know, if you've been a listener, and if not, you will see in this episode that, um, you know, I asked them, what are some of the top apps that they're using some of the books that they highly recommend, and then also people and they follow and podcast they listen to. And so what I've done, I've really went into every single episode, selected some of the best tools and resources from all these women, and basically um, categorized them in different areas of life. So this specific edition is for career and business. And I know that for many, many of you, you'd love to have some kind of handy tool of all the two amazing tools and resources. And so this is what you get in this edition. And you can get them at girlskill.com slash business. It includes the top 40 apps, podcasts, books, and people to follow to for the modern woman who wants to take her own version of success in career or business to the next level. So again, go to girlskill.com slash business and download it for free. It's freaking awesome. I've worked with a designer. Oh my God, it's taking me so long, but I've worked with a designer and also someone on my team to put it all together. It's beautiful. You will love it. Go to girlskill.com slash business to download it now. Alrighty, so before this another amazing episode on Girl Skill Podcast, I just want to apologize for any of the sounds that you might hear in the next couple of minutes, because I'm still in Gran Canary in Spain, uh, in this apartment that basically looks inside the building, all the windows are inside the building. First of all, the windows are like tinted, so there's no 
I'd say natural light, um, but it's okay. But you know, like the walls are really thin and I'm sitting here in this apartment with my microphone and recording and it's really frustrating because I know that like I want to provide the best listening experience for you. And if you hear dogs barking, barking, neighbors screaming or this Spanish woman smoking cigarettes and screaming on her phone, like that's not a great experience. But you know what? Like it is what it is, right? Like there's nothing I can do uh, at this point in time. Um And so this actually blends in together with something that I wanted to share with you. I was talking to a listener actually today and she's an amazing woman and I know her for some time, but she's listening to the podcast and it's kind of a transition stage in her life. And she told me, oh my God, Anna, you know, like I look at you and what you share on Facebook and how you travel the world and it's just so amazing. Like, and you know, she tells me about her, her dream vision for her life, how she wants to wake up and go to yoga and coffee shops and not, for example, commute for an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh my God, like, yes. Okay, first of all, yes, I, I understand that like for some, of, so for some of you even, you know, who might see my journey and be like, oh my God, you know, what a life. Like, know that like my life is the same as your life in the sense that I wake up, I do my morning routine, like I get to work, I do this. So to me, it doesn't sound, it doesn't seem like, I guess I have to recognize that indeed I am living an inspirational lifestyle, but with this lifestyle comes a lot of responsibility and a lot of trouble. Like for example, today, you know, like, or for example, I, I'm just constantly moving and I can't predict a lot of things. And at the same time, I have to be, you know, kind of okay with it as well at the same time. And so, you know, I just wanted to tell you that even though this is inspirational and and I and I see that there's a lot of challenges I go through like you every day and so you know like even today I had an hour and a half morning routine and it's a muscle that I've trained to actually build my life from up to the ground and deal with my emotions and deal with all the challenges and so you know like I'm like I'm just gonna let it go and it's all gonna be fine Uh, anyways, just wanted to let you know uh, about this episode. Today, we're talking to Shannon De Palma, who is a money healer for high-level female entrepreneurs. So she basically will teach us how to set standards for ourselves in relationships and in business. She also shows us the importance of accepting and expecting what we deserve. And you know, most people, and she talks about this in the episode, that most people that don't see the, the connection between romantic relationships and money, but according to Shannon and I fully agree it's all the same. So how can the health of our relationship affect our financial success? How can we reach professional success if we are weighed down by an unhealthy relationship's guilt and a lack of self-love? And how can we stop half-assing our work and taking ourselves and our businesses seriously? This is everything we talk about on this episode. Highly recommended for anyone struggling with money, their self-worth and everything. Shannon will teach us how to better ourselves, how to lower our stress and build strong relationships with money and kind of with men as well. So stay until the end to find out three apps that keep you financially and physically fit, three websites to visit to learn about money, motivation, or working your hustle, and three books to push you to shed your old self, cry a little, and make some money. <laughs> Enjoy the episode and I'll see you at the end. Girl Skill. 
female success redefined. All right. Uh, today on Girl Skill Podcast, we have Shannon D. Palma all the way from New Jersey. She's lying in bed almost holding her microphone like a like an amazing famous singer and uh, just looking like hilarious and, and great as usual. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the show. Hi, Anna. I am live from my bed. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> I love it. You know, and you are famous around uh, many circles as being like, uh, unapologetically you dropping f-bombs and being really bold in your business and yeah. <laughs> inspiring others how to be themselves so I just love that you're just you know in a hoodie with a mic in your bed and ready to kick it and roll and talk about money and the relationship with money which is you know the central idea of everything you teach is just like go for it and be yourself with no apology so I love mm-hmm. that and I feel like so many more people just need to do that um, but before we talk about everything everything that we're going to talk about because this is really exciting actually as I told you before you know this is the first episode where we talk about money which is such an important subject but so it happened that I I didn't have any guests where we could talk about money but it's such an important issue especially for women and especially today so before we get there Shannon I have a couple of questions um what is a book that you plan on reading A book I plan on reading is, uh, I'm rereading it again. It's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I am currently rereading it again. And I feel like I need to reread it actually every single year. Yeah, yeah. This book actually has been on the top list of like most recommended books ever. Really? I myself (laughs) have not read it, but I bought it. So I I need to confess, but it's in the list and I'm actually going to release like a full list of girl skill power tools, you know, highly recommended tools in business and career, but that is the book. So thanks again for recommending it and reminding everyone that everyone needs to read it. Awesome. Uh, Shannon, what are you grateful for? Oh, I'm grateful for so much. Um, Every single day, I feel like I walk around and I'm really grateful for little things here and there. But today, I'm especially grateful for the free bubble tea I got right before we did this interview. I went out to go get my husband a bubble tea and I got a free one in the process. So that's really exciting. That's amazing. You have uh, incredible powers of manifestation. And I know. It seems I like. Know. So I'm excited <laughs> to learn a couple uh, tips and techniques from you and all the oh, listeners God. for sure. I love it. Free bubble tea. Yeah. All right. What is your superpower? Oh, my superpower is probably being too honest. Honestly, it's, it's my, it is my greatest superpower that if you ask me how I look in this dress, how I look, I will straight up tell you, you look terrible or you look great. I always will. Mm-hmm. Love it. And clearly this like, you know, I've, I've watched some of your interviews, I mean, videos, and you're just like, I laugh all the time because you make like uh, irrelevant jokes about stuff. And it's just so funny. Cause like, that's how people talk. I'm the same, you know, I say something and then my thought process takes me somewhere else and then I jump on. And I'm like, ah, oh, you guys, whatever, let's move on. So, uh, I love that. I love that about you. And, um, yeah, I feel it's very refreshing actually. Um, all right. So, uh, when was the last time you cried? Oh, I actually just cried last night. Speaking of. Okay. I just cried last night. I This is a whole like the big leap and crying goes like hand in hand. And when you are getting to a new level, it is, it, it is time to cry. It is time to cry, shed the old and get ready for the new. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, just cried, I just cried last night. It's amazing you asked that question because I haven't cried in a while. And last night came all out. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, yeah, crying is um, well. We, we we probably could do a whole episode on on just crying, you know, because I feel like well, I myself personally don't give myself enough permission to to cry because mm. I see yeah. a lot of his weakness. But and I love how, yeah, you're just saying and yeah, that just happened and that's part of the big deal. Um, so yeah, interesting, interesting. You said that. Okay, maybe we're going to talk about this in in the episode. Yeah. All right, uh, Shannon, what is always in your purse? Um, how oh, what is always in my purse? I like to keep my purse clean. It's a cluttered. Um, but my new thing that's always in my purse is a battery charge, like a backup battery charger for my phone. <laughs> love yes. it, love it. Yes, like a power bank. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it now. We, it's like my favorite. We can't go thing. anywhere, anywhere with our phones and the phone. <laughs> phones. I hate when that happens, and you need to like be on the road and everything. So, okay. <laughs> cool. And last question is: on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you about life right now, and why? Oh, probably like eleven. Eleven, really, because this whole new, this whole new level, this whole new leap, crying and shedding the old Shannon. It's been, it's been, 2018 has been amazing from actually from like 20, 2017 of November, November, 2017 until now has been a lot of big leaps. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh, looking forward to hearing these big leaps and now. uh, Tell us who you are, what you do and uh, yeah, some of the big leaps that you just mentioned. I'd love to. (laughs) Well, I hope I get this right now because you know, when you leap and you pivot and you change, you're always like, now what do I call myself? Like now my name has evolved, um, but I've just evolved now into um, and claim this name for myself. I am a money healer for high level female entrepreneurs. That has really felt like the thing that I have been called to do. And I've kind of been dancing around it, talking around money, you know, being a money coach, being a mindset coach. Now I have fully stepped into my gift of really healing money. And I do that through healing relationships with women. So as women, we have relationships with the number one thing, why we want to make more money. We want to make more money so we could treat our parents, treat our kids, treat our spouses. And a lot of times we have to heal some things that have happened in order for us to get to new levels of money. Or if you are already a high level female entrepreneur, what I see a lot of women doing is kind of burning themselves out then damaging relationships, then trying to put out the fires in those relationships and also still maintain maybe their six-figure income while repairing those relationships. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. And I love how you bring healing in into it. And the focus of our whole interview is about the relationship with money. And as I told you before, like I have gone through my own transformation of healing my story with money and a lot of limiting beliefs and all of that. And, you know, it's funny because I came to this work pretty much by default, uh, not by default, sorry, but uh, like um, coincidentally or luckily or accidentally actually is the word, but I like, I don't believe in accidents, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But I just started to work in personal growth as a marketer, as a customer support agent and a marketer and just like, accidentally I got into it and I had to launch all these programs about limiting beliefs and all of that. But it's been amazing. It's been such a journey and it all, you know, goes back to healing in your self-worth and self-love, what you talk mm-hmm. about. You're writing, yes. like I, I read your Facebook's, um, uh, you know, notes and, and posts and everything. You are so 
raw and going deep down for it instead of just like masking it with whatever, whatever, whatever. So we're going to get there. All right. Uh, So before we get to the juice part, uh, two questions I ask all women on the show, Shannon, are uh, the first one is, do you consider yourself successful and why? Yes, I do. Oh, that one's hard to say. I love that question. Because <laughs> <laughs> that one is really hard to say as as women, right? Um, but yes, yes, I do consider myself successful. And why? <laughs> why am I successful? Um, because I, man, because I, I think because I just went for something that most people are scared to go for and just me just kind of figuring it out and still going for it. That success to me is like going after something that a majority of people, you know, luckily we have this big online world that we're all in where we get a lot of support and we see a lot of us every day. But majority of people that I know haven't gone after starting an online business based upon things that is their true purpose in life. So if I'm still in it and I'm still going for it, that's a success to me. <laughs> Love that. And 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 you're right. It's um, not a lot of people go for it and it takes a certain amount of, um, well, you know, pretty much trust, faith, grit, uh, making mistakes, risking everything and all of that. So and we're going to brush on it for sure in this episode. And the second question, Shannon, is uh, what is femininity for you? Uh, femininity. Femininity. <laughs> that's not, I know, this word is well, that's so not a word. <laughs> femininity. <laughs> oh, um, I've really, I've really dove into this recently in the past probably in the past couple months that to me, it it means like just owning that we, to me, it really means that we work differently than men, that, that men have their own way that they work. And I think for so long, we tried to work that the way they worked and it, it didn't work for us. And we have different gifts than men, of course, like our intuition and things that we have emotions and we have strong emotions. Um, and to me, that's what makes, you know, that's the whole feminine thing is using the things that we were given that are really strong within us to make ourselves successful or to make our lives better, whatever it is, just using the things that we have instead of trying to be men. That's how I kind of look at it. Oh, now. everybody just breathe in, breathe out. Cause like, this is, this is what we're here for. And I love what you, this, you said that because I feel like that is the biggest question of all today for the modern woman. And my, you know, my mission with girl skill is like to answer this question. How do we mm-hmm. get everything we want and live a, you know, happy, successful life, but we still um, own the fact that we're women and we are, you know, femininity is part of us. So how do we do Mm -hmm. that? You know, how do we change our money story, you know, make a lot of money, which is obviously such a masculine kind of energy within, um, you know, the, the process of making money and creating wealth. Well, I don't know, actually, now that I'm talking about it, what do you think about that? Uh, Do you feel like, making money and accumulating wealth and going for it. There's a lot of masculine energy in it. So how have you been kind of swimming uh, and diving into this whole world and still, I guess, staying feminine and discovering your femininity? <laughs> I think, I mean, I think that's, that's probably like part of our issue is that we see, we still see making money and having a lot of money as, as in some way, you know, 
only made for for men or like if we do then there's something bad to it and we as women being you know using our gifts using things that come easy to us using things like you know I know a lot of coaches are now diving into like intuition or or just things that come natural to you and if you use that to make a lot of money some people think that's not okay but it's like, that's actually how you're supposed to be living your life. So if you're using your feminine gifts to make a lot of money, then you are living completely in alignment. That's mm. what you're supposed to, that's how you're supposed to be living. Yeah, I mean, okay, so now I understand what you're saying, because I I also feel like, so in my mind, and I've seen this a lot, that men can actually you know, men can create wealth and, and have money and make money actually in jobs that are not particularly, uh, I wouldn't say interesting to them, but, you know, the, their soul doesn't have to be in it. Of course, if it is in it, if it's their true purpose and everything, then it just multiplies. But they have this, you know, like I know by my husband, you probably will relate to it. Like if shit mm-hmm. needs to get done and he needs to make some money to feed his family, he's going to do anything. Yeah. I mean, us as women, mm-hmm, we can do that as well. But I feel like if you compare, like it's just going to drain us so much more if we create wealth, make money, doing something that we hate and we don't love. We're just going to, you know, get older faster, get a lot of stress. Like it's just going to be so much more draining. Yes. Yes. I totally agree with, I agree with that too. My husband's like the same way. Like he can create, like my husband's so talented and, and he can create lots of money if he needs to like get shit done. Like he can totally do that. And we as women can't like, we'll like, you know, bang our heads up against the wall (laughs) and be like, I just can't. But I think that's like, to me, it's like a gift. It's like, we can't even force ourselves to do something that's not right for us. That's not in alignment. So I look at it as like, this challenge is a gift. Like I have to figure out what my purpose is, because if I don't, one, I'm going to be miserable and two, I'm going to be broke. So I have to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, a woman who, I love what you said that a woman who is um, creating wealth and making money, doing something she loves, um, like her magnitude and her radiance and her femininity is, is uh, you know, kind of magnified, if not 10 times and more, because then she's happy and she's... So I love how you kind of reframe that. Um, so before we talk about the relationship with money, because I know, Shannon, you have this amazing like course with 10 modules where you kind of, I suppose, reframe the whole story, the money story we have, the relationship with money, you give a lot of um, tips for, and, and this is um, geared towards, you know, female entrepreneurs. Um, but still, I feel like all women can learn from revamping their relationship with money. Um, so before before you tell us all about mm-hmm. that, uh, tell us a little bit about your story, because I know that you actually uh, started on Etsy. I did a bit of Search and like you, mm-hmm. I'm not sure actually what you were selling on Etsy, but I know you were into the wedding business and floral floral design business, and then you started coaching actually wedding um, business event planners, I suppose, and business owners, and you also have a podcast um, about wedding pros, and so that's really interesting. Your transition from mm-hmm. then, I know now you've sold that business, uh, but your transition from that into the money um, coaching for women, well now you call yourself the healer. Uh, 
um, Money Heal for High-Level Female Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you came to do this kind of work from, you know, Etsy wedding mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. So I did, you got, you got almost all of that right. I started off on Etsy. I was selling um, artificial and dried flowers and I was selling wedding bouquets and boutonnieres. I expanded that into a, a fresh flower business. Um, that was my very first business. The second year in that business, I felt like I got my big first lesson around money. Um, The second year in my flower business, I raised my prices to $2,000 minimums. um, And that was very scary at the time because the wedding business is very freelance based for anybody who's in that world or is even still a freelancer now. You know how scary it can be to kind of set that minimum and put it out there. And I put it out there and I said, I'm only working for $2,000 and that's it. And I remember being terrified. I remember I got like five inquiries and I was saying no. I was saying no. And I was like, oh my God, is this the right thing? And then the right people started to come. So I started to get weddings that were four, five, six. Then I started, um, then I got a wedding that was $10,000, I think just a couple months after I had set this minimum. So I was just like, okay, I think I'm doing something right. Because if I would have never have set that $2,000 minimum, I wouldn't have been prepared to do a $10,000 wedding, right? So sometimes when we think about these bigger numbers, when we think about money, we're always thinking about, oh, if this if this client just fell out of thin air and, and gave me $10,000, you know, oh, I w- it would be amazing. But you actually, you know, if, if you got a $10,000 client right now, you you have to kind of be prepared for it in a sense. So that means, you know, maybe you've worked with or you've set the minimum for yourself, you know. So that work had to have been done. So that was really exciting. So let me let me ask you a quick question. Sorry to interrupt. But when you said that uh, and, you know, raising prices and charging what you're worth is a big issue for female entrepreneurs, especially female entrepreneurs. And I, and yeah. I like we're going to dive into the subject, like why? Why so many women? It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure because you are the expert here. So I'm, I'm, uh, mm. I'm really curious about what you have to say <laughs> about that. But let me ask you so what was that moment for you when you said all right I'm done two thousand dollars and that's it and you know saying no to clients that you could you could get so 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 from what I understand you actually turned away clients who didn't have the money and who can't afford you and I know you write about this as well tell me about that moment where you said this is it and also about the moment where you had to say no to like basically money that was coming your way (laughs) easy money I still can I still can remember like I don't know what had shifted but I still can remember that I put it on my website and for me that was a very big deal because I had always played around with my pricing or I said you know message me and we'll talk about pricing Um, and then I remember I put it on my website if your flower budget isn't a minimum of two thousand dollars I'm not, I'm not the florist for you. Like you can find someone else. Here's other people. And I remember being like, this is so ballsy. Like who does does this? But, but I remember thinking like, I'm not going to get to the place I want to be if I still keep taking all these smaller weddings. And, and I can, you know, and I just remember putting that on my website Um, And then saying no to those first people, it's like that is when you are being tested. You are being tested the minute that someone says, hey, 
you know, well, I, I want to use your services, but I only want to pay you this much. And if you give in, <laughs> then you're saying, Ooh, you know, I kind of thought I was worthy. I kind of thought I could do it, but maybe I can't. But when you say no, you're saying, go ahead, test me again, universe. Give me another one. I'll show you. I'm ready. I'm ready. That's really interesting. And so (laughs) when you raise these prices, were you sure that you can deliver for the $2,000 or were you not yet sure? (laughs) I, I, you know, it's so interesting because I don't think we ever are completely sure. Like Uh we're always like, we're always like, all right, I can, but you know, it's like when you look at all the other steps you've taken before and you had to figure those out, right? At some point I had my very first wedding and I had no clue what I was doing, but I had to figure it out, right? All on my own. And, and I figured it out. Then I figured out the next wedding. Then I figured out this thing. Um, so I was like, you know what? If I've done that before, I can figure this out. Mm, yeah, you know, that's really yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. And you know, some something that actually, you know, my money story, I mean, has begun before I met my husband for sure. And I've transformed and changed a lot. But with mm-hmm. him, you know, like men have this kind of, well, obviously it's it's connected to how they're raised and how they're kind of like confident since they're little boys. And they're like, yeah, why mm-hmm. the hell not? You know, like I can mm-hmm. this price is whatever. And then he kind of helped me you know, raise the prices and really say, no, like you're wasting your time here. So he was really a big influence on on me. And then something he said really stuck, st- st- struck me and stuck with me where he says, you know what, people who charge more or have really high prices, you respect them more. And then automatically mm-hmm. you expect that they're going to deliver. And even, even though, you know, like you could be the same person charging $200 or $2,000. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, honestly, it doesn't really matter because people uh-huh. look at you differently. And I know that like you've experienced this as well, which is, which is just so interesting how the price tag actually already cut people change their expectation depending on the price tag and you can be i mean there's so many people who charge high prices that actually don't deliver right but Mm -hmm. a lot of us i think the women that we're talking about are the ones you know you know like you can do this but like you're just scared to go for it yeah and that's the work you kind of do like healing the money story and your relationship with money yeah, my favorite my favorite saying was like this like kind of came in as an epiphany to me one day when I was coaching a client and I said when you are saying yes to something you're saying no to something else. So when you're saying yes to that client who's not going to pay you, then you're you're setting aside your time, right? And you're saying no to the next client who comes along and does want to pay you. Right. The rates, right? So that's like my favorite way to look at it is like, oh, but if I say yes to this thing, and I'm saying no to something else, exactly. something else better, right? right? Or like it's also like that whole idea that you were saying around um, pricing and how people look at you differently when you do price higher. And it's so important that you set the standard. I kind of look at it. You were just talking about how I make these like connections uh-huh. <laughs> in my videos, how I would make these connections and I'm making a connection right now. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of look at it as like dating. You know, before I met my husband, I had set the standard. So if you went on a date with me and you weren't, you know, you weren't up to my my kind of standard of how I expect to be treated, right? Like not like the standard of what he looks like and what he does. It was the standard of I expect to be treated this way. If you don't treat me like that, there's not a second date. And that's kind of like I set the standard by setting the pricing of like, listen, 
I expect this type of relationship. I expect for you to respect me because these are my prices, right? And then it puts like the client in a place of like, yes, yes, okay. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I loved how you touched on dating because recently, like, I had a, we had a big conversation with a girlfriend of mine of like around this. Um, thing of who pays for dinner and all of that and you know us being in Australia for example well I I guess I'm digressing into a different subject but you're absolutely (laughs) right because and I love how we're going to talk about relationships because everything is interconnected and I think Mm. all it boils down to no matter whether you with men with money with anything is your self-worth and self-respect if you know your value as a woman there's no way you're going to get anyone or let anyone men money work whatever just like boss you around and tell you what to do and not respect you and mm-hmm. all that so it's like you know I believe in the law of attraction whatever mirroring it's all a mirror the world gives us the mirror of how we ourselves you know what is our self-worth pretty much yes I agree so much you know what's funny is that like I felt like I learned this lesson first but I only applied it to dating like I was very <laughs> I had very high standards in yeah. my life for like dating and men and I I took no crap and my friends were like dating like like men who didn't respect them and all this other, and I was just like why are you guys doing that but it took me it took me a little while to understand that that same principle applied to money that took me a while to realize oh the same thing I did to meet my husband, right, and manifest my husband was the same thing I have to do with money, all self-worth and self-love. Oh, my God. That is really interesting. Yeah, I kind of got to the same realization. Obviously, you know, I'm still on my own journey. Like, currently in my business, I'm, I'm getting to the point where, like, all right, all right, I got to charge for it more money, more money, you know, all of that. Like, there's a lot of fear in it. So, you know, I want to continue with your story, but I know one of my listeners particularly can be like, can you, can you let her finish that? Like, I'm really interested in what she's going to say. <laughs> so since you said that, Shannon, let's talk, let's dive straight into it. And how is dating the same as, as your relationship with money? Oh my God. It's, it's all the same. It's all the same. Isn't that obvious? <laughs> so tell us, tell us about that. It's, it's like, I remember it's so funny. It's like, um, it's like when you're thinking about the clients you want to get, you want, you know, you're, you're dating at the same time, right? Like you don't want clients who are not going to respect you, who are not going to trust you, who are not going to, you know, treat you in the way you want to be treated, you know, just like the same way you don't want to go out on dates with men who just kind of mistreat you or disrespect you. It's, it's always like, this is my standard that I have. This is how I deserve to be treated. This is how I deserve, you know, and it, it's just, it's all the same. It's just, it's just self-worth and self-love. I love myself enough to know that I deserve a, a, like a, ton of money for what I do because I'm so worthy of this. And I know that I deserve lots of love and respect because I'm so worthy of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish it was like a more, like a, like a step-by-step answer, but it's just this big, <laughs> it's just like this big, vague concept. Yeah, you're right. And you see, you know, and we all know those women, um, and I guess we're one of those women, I I hope, I suppose, um, Uh that just, you know, they attract men 
like crazy. And a lot of the men around them are men who have wealth, you know, and who have money. Mm-hmm. And the the old Anna in me was always judging these women, um, you know, or like these women have a lot of um, condescending kind of, oh, look at her, whatever, whatever. And I'm not talking about like, you know, like women, the, the bimbos or whatever. I don't know how they're called, but whatever. But you know what I mean? Like you can see a high value woman when when you see one, you can sense one. And mm-hmm. men around mm-hmm. her are different because she and, you know, my thing is like men and polarity and masculinity and femininity. So I love this subject, but <laughs> you're absolutely right. And then you set your own standard, as you said, you choose and you decide. And I know you talk about the power of choice, the power of your own decision making of, is this okay? Or is this not okay? Like, what are your boundaries? What's okay? And I guess, would you agree that kind of the first step is actually figuring this out because a lot of us like don't even have it figured out like how do I want to be treated for men or how do I want to be treated from money because money's you know it's kind of the same energy pretty much yeah oh well yeah that's the first step right is figure I mean it's like I think I figured it out I mean how do we all figure it out right we you go out there and you date and then you say oh not that Mm -hmm. you go out there and you do something else and you're like no not that Maybe a little bit of that, but not the whole thing. I just want a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and I want it like this, right? Like and that's that's kind of how yeah. I figured out, you know, how I wanted my husband. But then also the same thing with money. Like, okay, I want a client that's a little bit like this. I also want another client that's a little bit like this, but I would love a client like this. Mm-hmm. And then, and she also, you know, pays this much at this price. And then they just like show up and you're like, where were you? Like, wait a minute. How did you get here? Yeah. And, and, you know, going back to what, something that you said that the minute you say yes to something, you say no to something else, the same thing happens mm-hmm. with men, right? Because I mm-hmm. see so many women are just like, mm, I'm not sure, like he's not really confident, but I'm going to, uh, I don't know. So once you mm. waste your time with this guy, you're saying no to the guy who can actually give you what you want. So it's yeah the same principle all over. Um, All right, Shana. Let's. So now that we talked about this, let's move on with your story. (laughs) So we're at the moment where you started charging two thousand dollars for, um, you know, wedding um, flower. How would you say wedding flower design services? Yep. Yep, that's it. Right. So you raised your prices. You said no to a couple of clients. It was scary. And then what happened then? Did you like... And then they, oh, like the the doors opened up and it was like, oh, and all the, you know, all the angels started singing. Right. And then... <laughs> And then the clients just kept coming and they were dream clients. They were clients who paid me, you know, I started getting, like I said, I, I got girls that were paying between four to five to six and they were clients that just let me do whatever I want. They were not like, you know, those, those brides who are micromanaging everything on top of everything. These were girls who gave me money and said, I trust you, whatever you want to do go ahead. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is incredible. Um, so yeah, so I got a couple of those. I came to the end of that wedding season. Just, I had at that time I had two assistants, I had a van driver. It was awesome. And then I booked that $10,000 wedding and I was like, whose life is this? This is crazy. Like, I can't believe this. And so here I am booking these weddings, moving along. And I, and in the back of my mind, you, you know, you hear that what we hear as women and you hear the little whisper of intuition saying, Oh, I don't think you want to do this business forever though. Like you really don't want to 
do this forever. And, were and I you, had known that. Sorry, were you getting tired of it? Were you like, why, why has that thought been in the background? So my husband and I have always been really like open and honest about communication and, and our values for our life. And we are very, like we have values that are like very set in stone that we want freedom. Um, we want family and we want to be able to like enjoy our life kind of, you know, adventure maybe might be in there too. Um, and with the way my wedding business was going, how it had gone in that second season was I was spending, so we have um, a home in North Jersey, which is like right outside of New York City. And then we have a home on the Jersey Shore. It's like a beach house area. And I was not spending enough time at the beach house because all of my weddings were on the weekends. And I realized that this business really wasn't like aligned with those values that we had set. And I mean, a beach house is not cheap. It is expensive. <laughs> and I wasn't spending not near enough time down there. I was missing all the weekends with family and friends. And it just, it wasn't aligned with those values my husband and I had set out. That was really like the big thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you decide, yeah. so where do you go from there then? Uh, so I, I continued to book a couple more weddings and come... 2016, it was February of 2016. And I had set this random goal of making $10,000 in a month. You know, I had booked that $10,000 client and I was like, you know, it would be fun if I made like $10,000 cash, like that would be pretty cool. So I set up this goal. I stuck these sticky notes everywhere, went on my little manifesting process. I was coming to the end of February and I had only made like maybe to, I had my coaching business started by then. So I made me made like $2,000 in my coaching business. And I was like, I have no clue how I'm going to make another eight grand. And then it, it came to me out of nowhere um, to try to sell my wedding business. And I had nothing to sell but a couple mason jars. Because every time I did a wedding, I would just either um, sell the materials or I would just like leave them and the bride could use them. So I never wanted inventory either. So I just had a website and the social media channels and, you know, like the logo and the brand. And I put it up for sale on Craigslist for $10,000, the website. And I get a call like two days later and I meet with the women like a day later and we signed the contract, I think like two, two weeks into March, we finalized everything and I had my $10,000 and it was, we ended up negotiating for around 15 with some other things added in. But, um, yeah. So then I just sold the website. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and and that, yeah. you pretty much didn't like own anything, right? I mean, in the sense that this was all intangible, like it was just your branding, your name, your social yes. media challenge channels. And you're like, there you go, 15 grand for everything I've built in <laughs> what, in two years? Is that right? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So, so, what, so what happened next? How did you come to, to work with money and women? Uh, so then that was, so then I focused like uh, how, you know, how you said the podcast. So I had the podcast um, focused on wedding professionals in my first like serious year of coaching was focused specifically on wedding professionals. And of course, the biggest thing I always talked with wedding professionals about was money. And all of my clients were women and women and money went like hand in hand. And it was, we were always talking about money. We were always talking about money. Sometimes, you know, then we would dive into things about like, um, 
relationships and things that they were feeling guilty about or things that they were struggling with um, or, you know, maybe a fight they had with their mom or, you know, and it was never about, I was never actually sitting there being like, okay, this is how you write a social media post. But my clients would then go on to make like six figures, make $25,000 in three months, make $22,000 in six weeks. And I was like, how is this happening though? Like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I realized it really was when I looked back at all my conversations and I got help from a coach too who said, you know, it sounds like your real gift is around money and relationships. And that's what's actually making these women more money. Mm. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, so makes sense. <laughs> now I'm going to be a moneymaker for all the women out there for female entrepreneurs. Yes. So you kind of expanded your niche, I suppose, to work with uh, women who are everywhere, everyone, right? But uh, yes, building their yes. online business. Is there anything that you focus on currently or like who, who, who hire your clients currently? Uh, so my current clients are uh, a social media coach. She's she's branching into coaching. She was originally a social media strategist. Um, my other client is a photographer. Another client was a photographer. Um, but I'm getting more now. I'm starting to get more coaches who I really, really, really love to work with. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to get more coaches. I get that like my photography clients are turning into coaches. So I'm doing that with them too. So I'm getting a lot of like you're turning everyone are- into coaches, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And so you work one-on-one with people and then you also have masterminds and all of that, which I love. And so now that we, we have your story and we, we know like your transformation, all of that, let's get to the, to the meat of it. So obviously my question is Shannon, what, why do you like, why do you think women have this issue with money? Like, what is it about women and money that's like so like, ugh, I'm not sure how, because men don't, I mean, a lot of men have it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we, we don't see it much because I feel like they're just going for it. You know, like men and money, I mean, historically, obviously, they were the providers, they were the protectors and opportunities were open for them and all of that stuff. What, what do you think is it? What's at the root of it all? I think that with women, like I, like I speak on, like relationships are so important to us. So what happens with most women is that we struggle with feelings of guilt if we were to surpass our family, like if we were to surpass our mom and our dad's income, uh, making money from home while they like say like worked out, you know, worked in an office and slaved away. There's a lot of guilt that comes up. If we surpass our friends um, and our friends are complaining about their jobs and we used to complain with them and we don't complain with them anymore, there's a lot of guilt. If we are doing something that we love and it's easy, um, there's a lot of guilt around that money isn't hard to make. So I think with women, the biggest struggle is just that we don't want anybody to get left behind. And our relationships are so important to us where I think with men, it's, it's like um, maybe there's not so much of an emotional connection with their friends. It's not like they would leave their friends behind or anything like that. I think it's just more of like, oh, we just grew apart or we just, you know, mm-hmm. or they could remain friends with those people and not talk about those emotional things. Yeah. While and then, with, with women, we're always talking about our emotions, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then now that, now that you're saying that, I'm thinking, you know, and it's really hard to say no to different clients to help because, you know, we want to help. Um, and it's our, it's now a 
nature to nurture and care. Like mm-hmm. that's right. Relationships are the most important thing for us. And I love, yeah. you know, David Data is one of my favorite authors ever who's written on femininity, masculinity, and like the essence of the feminine masculine. He says, indeed, like if you have a feminine essence, your relationships are everything to you. And so mm-hmm. I feel like saying no to clients or saying, oh, you know, if you can't pay me, like, I'm sorry, these are my rates. Like we we always want to help. We always want to yes. give what you said. Like we don't want to leave people behind. And yeah. So it's really hard for us to kind of overcome it. While men, yeah, they they're like, yeah, whatever. You can't pay me, what too bad. You know, and they <laughs> yeah. just move on. And so yeah, that's, that's it. That's absolutely true. And so where is it coming from? Like, do you feel um so let me ask you this? What are some of the biggest obstacles that you see, uh, you know, with the clients that you work with. And, you know, for someone listening, like most of the listeners, I feel like are just on the verge of what you said, you know, when you, when you were charging $2,000, like that was your Mm -hmm. moment, right? Like that was the Mm -hmm. tip, like you, you were very close to the tip of the mountain or whatever, how is it called? And then once you started doing that, everything transformed from then on you know, you went further. Um, so for anyone who's there, and I know you write so you write so well about it, you know, like having the choice, um, going deep and working on your self-worth and everything. So what would you tell them and how, how can we all start transforming our relationship with money? I think it, it has to start with a lot of, um, a lot of forgiveness work, like a lot of forgiveness around forgiving, forgiving yourself. If you go, if you do something that's, that's easy for you and you make a lot of money from it, I think there's got to be a lot of like accepting that you're worthy of going further. There's got to be also the guilt is so big. Like when most people are getting to that point when they're, when they're wanting, you know, like you said, like the mountain and, um, when they're at the top of the mountain, all they, you know, there's a lot of weird feelings that come up of, of, but my mom never had to work this hard. Or, you know, what if I even surpass my spouse? Like maybe charging this much means I'll make more than my spouse. Um, for me, I had to do a lot of disconnecting with my, with my childhood and my past. Like I come from a very poor family. My mom was a single mother and we had lived in like the projects like government housing for a while. We claimed bankruptcy. My stepdad died suddenly. We had to claim bankruptcy and we lost everything. And um, we lived in a small house and my mom had to sleep on the couch for a while. I mean, there was a lot of guilt I had around surpassing my own mother and her struggles because here I am, you know, having two homes and I get to like chat with women like Anna, you know, and I get to make money and man, this is like, this sucks that my mom didn't get to enjoy this. So there's a lot of guilt work that has to be done. And I think the only way to get rid of guilt is to love yourself enough and then also forgive yourself for just going beyond what your family did and, and staying with the vision that if you do the work, this work right here and you get to that top of the mountain, what it will change for your family is your family lineage of money. So if you keep going forward, don't stay in guilt or, you know, or don't stay in like, I can't charge that much because it's your responsibility to change your family's lineage of how much money you're going to make now, right? Like you can bring your family from middle class to upper middle class and that can be all up to you and you can do that. 
that's really exciting. Yeah, that is exciting yeah. and and kind and also a bit heavy. I'm like, what? <laughs> that's a lot of responsibility you just put on my shoulder, Shannon. Like, how am I going to deal with that? It's like, what lineage? But I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> I personally, I I know exactly what you're talking about because, as you mentioned, you know. Every, every one of us as women, we have our own money story that is deeply rooted down in our childhood. Mm-hmm. Much. Not, not mm-hmm. all of it, I suppose, but with me, it was the same thing. You know, when I realized how did I grow up and with what belief systems around money and, you know, you, for example, you have your own story and obviously like it's, it's well, terrible, I suppose, in terms of like, why, why, you know, because you were born into a family like that and whatever. But I, you know, I come from Eastern Europe. I come from the poorest country in Europe Mm -hmm. and to live the lifestyle. So I so, so resonate with what you're saying, because I now live a lifestyle that most of my countrymen would never dream of. Like, seriously, this Mm -hmm. would be an impossibility. And when I, when I travel the world and go to places that, you know, I've only seen on magazines or on TV, I sometimes I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, am I in a dream or like, well, what happened? You know, but I realized (laughs) how many limiting beliefs, like to this day, I think I've, and you know, we, I grew up with a post in a post-Soviet Republic. It was all like communism, whatever, you know, everybody's equal and not like there's no individualism. So obviously, you know, you and I grew up in completely different environments, but still it's so interesting how we're all pretty much the same. It doesn't matter where you come from. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I remember when I sat down, so we flew my dad to Brazil and we were sitting down in Rio de Janeiro. It was really hot and we we're eating up a sandwich. And I knew like a lot of the limiting beliefs I got from obviously my father because my mother passed when I was really young. And I asked him, I was like, and I just wanted to test, right? Like I was like, did he change? Like he's 60 years old now. Is there, is he still the same? And I asked him, hey, dad, do you still think or do you think that people with a lot of money, uh, you know, millionaires or whatever are like honest and uh, <laughs> like money in an honest way? He's like looking at me. He's like, of course not. There's no way. And I just look at him and I, like today I don't even argue anymore because I understand that that is his reality mm-hmm. and so yeah what you're saying is so important and it might be like too much to handle what do you mean like lineage but as <laughs> as women you know we're gonna have children one day and everybody who has children right now I feel like it's so important to work on this money mindset and once it changes like our children are going to pick it up from us, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and not only children, actually, like everyone else around, especially for us women who radiate energy, we transmit a lot of these beliefs to others. And it's like, everything changes, you know, who we talk to, what we surround ourselves with, the the abundance and all of that. So that is amazing. So what would you tell women to, because I know like this childhood work is so important. And do you feel like Mm -hmm. every one of us obviously if they're listening and they're struggling has this money story and how how do we go back and kind of think about these things and how do we go from there yeah so we all definitely have our own money story and sometimes it's picked up from our childhood and sometimes it can even be picked up just from society you know you could pick up a belief from society or things that are told to you. you can even pick it up from if you just had a traumatic situation with someone with money and you can pick up a story from that and the great thing is that we always get to choose. So we get to choose a new story. We get to choose a new belief. Um, 
I heard it. I went on recently went on a business retreat and one of the girls said this, and I thought this was so, I've been repeating this every day to myself, um, that my life is changing now. My life is different now. So it might be like, oh, I used to struggle. You know, maybe you're walking around in your head and you're saying like, I can't charge that much. No one will pay that much. And all you have to say is my life is different now. My life is changing now. And then you say, okay, (laughs) great. My life is different now. So I have a different life where people do pay and clients do pay me that amount of money that I want to charge. Maybe you don't feel, you know, worthy. I, I really think that like pushing yourself I love, I'm currently in this place. That's why I'm reading The Big Leap because I, I am currently pushing myself to expand beyond all the limitations I've put on myself. So maybe just some small limitations you've put on yourself every single day is I can't have the coffee and and the, the donut or something, right? And not in, like, not in like an unhealthy way. Like you can't afford the coffee and the donut. You have to choose between the coffee or this thing. Or it might be like, I want the cheapest shampoo, you know? So, so maybe just today you can push those limits and say, today I'm going to get the coffee and the donut. And maybe tomorrow you buy the more expensive shampoo. And you just see what happens when you start to push that limit you had put upon yourself. And that's when you really feel like my life is different now. My life is changing now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, lo- I love that saying. It all happens. The, the funny thing that is, it all happens in the mind. You know, it's, it's not yeah. like something, oh, you know, you're going to find something, whatever. It's all inside of us. And it's the transformation happens within, just like with anything else, pretty much in personal growth. So I have one, one question, actually two more questions about what you talk about. I really love how you're saying stop half Passing it and, and really focus. <laughs> yes. And you, you actually teach a lot of things in terms of like, you do a lot of money change uh, challenges and teach people, you know, what are you doing wrong? Like, wh- why stop freaking scrolling every time and stop <laughs> unnecessary shit? And because we're really overwhelmed, you know. So, can you talk a little bit about yeah. this half assing thing? Because I oh, feel like yes. that is so common. Okay. So you definitely know you're half-assing it if you have said these words. If you have said, Shannon, I'm doing everything and I'm not making the amount of money you want to make. None of us are ever doing everything we could. And I have applied this stop half-assing it to so many parts of my life to um, exercise definitely was when I had my half-assing. I was like, oh, but I'm eating healthy and I'm working out three times a week. Now, I've just recently hired a personal trainer and I saw how much I was half-assing my workouts big time. That's why my body wasn't changing. I was half-assing it. Can you be doing more? And maybe it's not more as in, you know, filling up your schedule with tons of things, but can you be doing more? like to better yourself? And can you be doing more to push yourself? Can you be doing more to like expand beyond what you're comfortable with? And I think so many of us get comfortable. If you are comfortable right now, if you have not felt like your heart race and your palms sweat in a while, you're half-assing it. You are half-assing it. You have got to put something out there that is going to make you like, if you feel like you're going to vomit, once a week, that's great. You're not half-assing it. If you're not vomiting once a week, you're half-assing it. Wow. And that's, and for listeners, this is, this is how Shannon works with people. Like, I love that you push women to their limits and 
you know, this is a bit of a masculine approach to it. And yeah, I'm, yes, I agree. I'm more mm-hmm. of like, mm, I don't know. I, th- I feel like there is a difference, right? Like, because to get to where you want to get, like we, we women have both, both lives of like, you're in the masculine because you're building your business and you have your goals and you're right about half-assing. I was half-assing everything in my life, pretty much. You know, I said, yeah, I'm going to Netflix binge today and then maybe I'll work half an hour and then maybe and maybe and maybe. And then I completely agree. Like once you focus and you commit and you know, men are really good at that. Like, my yes. husband, he can go to freaking CrossFit and he comes home. He's like, oh my God, I almost threw up and I loved it. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, that is not, but, but, but you're right. It's like pushing yourself to your limit in terms, because you know, things need to change, right? Like if you want a yeah. different body, if you want a different business, if you want the luxury and the abundance or whatever, like you got to do something about it. You got to either commit full on or you, or you don't commit, you know, it's not like halfway, like there's no halfway. You can't just sit there and be like, oh, maybe, and maybe. And then we complain that we're doing everything where it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not true. Yes. Yes. I definitely have, you're right about that. I do have a little bit of, of masculine to me. And it's, it's funny you say that because I've, I always realized that like, I, like how I was saying, like my superpower is being super honest. Like if someone, you know, if, if I have a client and, and I know she's not being direct with me, I know she's not being honest with me. It's like, it's funny. I like use my intuition. I'm like, mm, something is happening in there. But then I use like my masculinity to be like, yeah, stop bullshitting me. Stop bullshit. Like, let's get to Well, yeah, but you run a business, you know, like when you're in a client, uh, you are the man in that relationship. It makes sense. And, and I love that you own that fact and how, how, how honest and raw you are in your posts. And so Shannon, I have one more question and I feel like, you know, for me, it's been one of the biggest transformations is when I started investing in myself and I know like you talk about it and I feel like it's so important. And I know, and I see that women, there's this thing about us that we don't play, like, something in us that's stopping us from playing big and investing in ourselves. Can you talk a bit about that? Like ways to, why to invest in yourself, ways to invest in yourself. And maybe you can tell us your story because I know you've worked with a coach. So what is, why is that so important? It's, it's, it just goes like, if you look at as a woman, where you put all of your, your money and your time, it's typically in other people. It's, you know, I know women who will buy their their kids like brand new clothes and they've never, they haven't shopped for themselves in like 10 years or something, you know, and it's, we're always putting other people before us. So the idea that we would spend a significant amount of money on ourselves is like, even if you're saying in my business, it's in my business, you still, it still feels uncomfortable because it's, on yourself. Like, oh my God, I can't believe what is spending money on myself. Yeah. What is, <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Right. Um, so I think when it comes to investing in yourself, it's, it really is just such a good, it's, it's such a good experience in so many ways because it's like one, you're saying, I love myself so much that I'm going to do this thing. And like, Hey, like there's no way I can mess this up. I think most women have the fear of investing in themselves that they're going to like fuck it up in some way. Like you're going to mess it up. You're going to ruin it, you know? Um, and you're not, you can't, 
you can't mess this thing up. Um, so I think getting over that, and I think also it's a beautiful experience because it's like, it's almost like saying like, I, I am this serious about making this dream come true and nothing will stop me. Nothing will stop me. Yeah. 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 I love that. And and as I said, you know, I've gone through a personal transformation. Like I just dropped five grand on, on a coaching certification program um, mm-hmm. that I maybe didn't really need to because, you know, I'm going into coaching myself. Hello, I'm your ideal, ideal client, Shannon. <laughs> but, you know, that's like, that's the decision I had to make. And for me, it's been a couple of things like that, you know, where you, where you just commit to it and you invest in yourself. And it was scary. Like this has been probably the biggest investment that I've done. And, and mm-hmm. it was scary. There's a lot of doubt and fear, but deep down inside, I knew I, I wanted this and I wanted this so much. And the minute that the decision was made, okay, there was a big conversation with a husband and uh, mm-hmm. a fight as well. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I got mm-hmm. through it. And the minute that happened, everything changed. It's like you're giving yourself constant reassurance that I'm worth it. You know, I'm, yeah, it's going to be okay. I'm worth it. Yeah. I got so excited. Like just the excitement of, you know, being trained or investing yourself. What I also meant is not, um, and and you, you probably agree with me. Well, I know you agree with me in terms of not only buying things for yourself, but also investing yourself in terms of education, working with a Mm -hmm. coach. And we always think, you know, I used to think, oh, I'm going to buy this course and this book and everything. But the power of working with someone or at least maybe in a group or a mastermind or whatever is incredible because it's not, you're not just reading something or whatever, you're actually implementing and you have a community and you have a coach like you, Shannon, yeah. who kick your ass and say, fuck no, like, no, <laughs> you, that's not what's happening. You really know what's happening. You know what I mean? So... That yes, I went. I definitely went through the the like course hangover the first <laughs> year of my business, and I, and I think like the first after that, I swore like never to do any courses that didn't have some type of community aspect to it, like some type of either live calls or community. Like community for me has been life changing since November. I have been like just community, 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 like anything with community and women. And I've joined like a, I have like a mastermind. It is, it is so life-changing working one-on-one with someone or, you know, getting into some type of group coaching or community or something that has a big community. It is so key. Mm-hmm. It is like, just do that first. Just do that thing first because it will oh, it'll change your life. And what would you say to women who are like, yeah, that's amazing. I want to do that, but I don't have the money. Because a lot of these mm. programs, you know, they cost money. Not all of mm-hmm. them, but the ones that are like really good. Obviously, the, the leaders of those groups and mastermind and coaches, like they charge high prices. So what right. would you say to the women who are like, oh, you know, it's too expensive. I don't have the money. I'd love to do that, but I can't. Yeah. Um, I would say like, you know, this is, there's, the money is always there. Like I remember feeling like I don't have the money and then thinking about, how much money I actually had everywhere, whether that was on credit cards, whether that was in other accounts somewhere. But none of us ever have a moment when the money's like under the mattress. I mean, some people do. Some people don't invest till they they have the cash in the bank, you know? Some people go about that route. But for me, it was like, 
the more I keep telling myself that I can't, it was just another limiting thing I was putting on myself. And I was like, you know what? I, I like, I can't do like the, I don't know how to put this into words. Like I can't not spend the money. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I was like, I, I can't because I'm just plateaued. I was plateaued for a while and I was like, I need to get back into investing. This is yeah, not yeah. an option. And what, what you said is that you're, it's funny because it's like this loop, right? I don't have the money. I don't have the money. Mm-hmm. This is too expensive. Yeah. But then you're never going to get to a place where you're going to have the money unless <laughs> you do this work. You know, it's like, how right. else you're like, the money, the money <laughs> they're not going to appear there unless you're going to get your self-worth in place, stop half-assing and all of that. Like to me, now it's obvious, but like, it wasn't obvious for a long time. It wasn't obvious. Right? Yeah, it, it, was, like, it was like, we like punish ourselves for not having the money now. To, like, I remember one day thinking I was walking up and down my street and I was thinking about all the people who started brick and mortar stores uh, or franchises even, right? Like, they had to put out a good amount of money mm-hmm. before this business even opened its doors. And for some reason, when we come into the internet world, it's like, no, I can't, I can't invest anything to start this business. Right. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to work day and night, me. figure yeah. out like this Canva thing or this WordPress thing. <laughs> I'm going to do everything for free. I'm not going to hire anyone. And I'm just going to do everything on my own, you know, and that, I mean, you can, and there's a lot of women who make it, but in order to, you know, I'm constantly faced with these decisions. It's like, if I invest right now, what sounds like a big investment, like I know that it's going to take me shorter like I can enjoy my life more and create more wealth, yeah. help more women if I invest right now. And yes, but I'm going to make my money back faster and I'm actually going to be a different person in six months, you know? So yes, that's an mm-hmm. amazing decision. All right. Well, Shannon, mm-hmm. this has been amazing. And for, you know, before we get into the tools and resources section, I quickly want to sum up for everyone listening and being like, oh my God, has this been the greatest conversation on earth uh, for women <laughs> about money? I just want to summarize quickly that, you know, uh, how you teach women to stop half-assing and commit fully and, and realize what you want first and, and basically like go for it. Uh, invest in yourself. This would be our biggest advice to work with a yeah. coach, work with a mastermind. And Shannon, you can tell us at the end of the interview if women resonate with everything you're saying to check you out. And hopefully we can bring you a couple of clients and change some lives here. And yeah, uh, yeah, just realize your money story and who told you what about money and then where have you been living and what is your money story and what's pushing you back and definitely, you know, change the relationship to money and how you view it. And obviously your relationship to yourself and uh, start treating yourself differently because it all involves around um, self-worth and self-esteem. So uh, Shannon, this has been incredible. It's time for tools and resources on Girl Skill. What are some of the apps um, or, you know, software programs that you're using to, you know, keep yourself productive, fulfilled? And if you have any money, uh, you know, software apps, that would be great as well. Yes. So my favorite money tracker, it's an app. Um, I got it from, I'm pretty sure it's free, but I also got it from Denise Duffield's Thomas uh, Money Bootcamp. And um, 
it's a free money tracker. And what you do is you don't just track your money. Uh, you also track things that you get for free, like my bubble tea that I got for free today would go under gifts. So there's, there's money that you get and then you also track gifts. So whether you find you know, a dollar on the ground, you get a free bubble tea, you get a dinner, a free drink, you track all of that too. That's definitely one of my favorite money apps. That's from Denise Duffield Thomas. And we can um, find this on the app store. It's on, it's, you know what, I'm not sure if, I know she has a free Google Drive tracker for free on her website, but I don't know if the app is for free. All right. Well, well we're going to link sure to it in the show notes for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I also use another money tracker uh, that's called You Need a Budget. And that one basically for me has been my favorite way to direct my money. As soon as my money, um, my money's actually like 30 days out and it comes in and you basically just direct your money to where you want it to go. And so every single day I get to look at my budget. I get to look at my money. I get to tell it where I want it to go. And it's kind of just like a budget tracker. It's an amazing app called You Need a Budget. Awesome. I'm downloading um, I, it right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's incredible. It, there's a little bit of a learning curve to it. Um, but once you get the hang of it, it really changes your relationship with money and it makes you look at your money every day. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely it. And then the third one I would suggest, now this is a little bit off topic from business, but I really feel like our business is completely part of ourselves. And this is um, a fitness app and it's called Aptive. A-A-P-T-I-V. And there's workouts on there that you can do anywhere. There's workouts you can do in the gym. And it's, it's like a personal trainer in your ear. There's outdoor running. There's treadmill. There's hysterical. It's it's incredible. It's been my favorite app of the year. Wow. That's what it. I got. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much. Um, now mm-hmm. we go to the people and uh, some of the resources like blogs that maybe you follow for inspiration, for keeping you on track or anything like that, that you can share with us. Yes. Uh, So the recent business coach I've been working with has been blowing my mind, has amazing blog posts. Her name is Taylor Manning and taylormanningcreative.com is her blog. And there's a lot of stuff on there about raising your prices, worthiness, um, going from charging. She has one blog post that says going from charging $2,000 to $10,000 and how you make that leap. Uh, Yeah, her stuff is really, really good. Um, Denise Duffield Thomas, to me, is just always just a classic favorite money mindset coach. Um, And that's, oh, one more, one more. Katrina Ruth. Her, new, her name used to be Kat Laturzo. Uh, her new name is Katrina Ruth. And she is all about, she has a little bit of masculinity. She's like kind of about the hustle, but also about flow and intuition and alignment. And she's a real ass kicker. So if you ever need a kick in the ass, head to KatrinaRuth.com. <laughs> Love it. And if you ever need a kick yeah. in the ass, head to ShannonDePalma.com as well. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is your website. And you can tell us all about it uh, in the, very soon. And let's move on to the books that you can recommend. Uh, you are a badass at making money. Of course, that's that one is, I know a lot of people here have probably read that. Um, maybe, maybe not, but it is definitely a number number one when it comes to money. Uh, so You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Cicero. Um, there was one other oh get rich get rich lucky bitch by denise duffield thomas i love to always go back and read that one again 
Um, and of course, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm. That's all you need. It's all you really need. That's all you really need. That's all. It's all you really need. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Love it. So, Shannon, thanks so much. Uh, one last question before we move on to um, how you can kick ass um, for, well, how you can kick other women's asses in terms yes. of money and everything is uh, what would you like to be written on your tombstone? Oh, my gosh. <gasps> on my tombstone. Oh, this is my favorite quote. Okay, because I'm a really short person, just to give everyone perspective. <laughs> I am a very short person. So written on my tombstone, what I wanted to say was, <laughs> what I want to say is, I'm six foot in a 4'11 body. <laughs> okay. Is I'm a lot of personality. 4'11 <laughs> body, uh-huh. In, in a little body, yeah. yeah, I'm 4'11", so in a little body, I have a lot of personality. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Oh my goodness, Shannon, that, that has been incredible. Thank you so much for your time, um, you know, for being so chill in bed, holding your mic and sharing all the uh, <laughs> wisdom for us. It's been incredible. So for anyone who wants to, because I know you have a really cool free course and you're also offering, you know, masterminds and one-on-one sessions. Uh, so tell us, uh, tell all the listeners where they can find you and uh, how they can work with you if they're keen. Yes. So I would suggest that you head to shannondepalma.com, D-E-P-A-L-M-A.com. And you should check out a course that I give away for free. It's called From Broke to Booked Out. It's a 10-module course on money, marketing, and manifesting. And in there, if you liked my story about the $10,000 manifesting story, I go deeper in that in the course. It's, it's a course that should be $397. And I just give it away for all my female entrepreneurs for free because it's just, it's so good for you guys not to see this information. So head there. I have a link. It's called From Broke to Booked Out. Just sign up there and I'll give you a, a free promo code to get your trial and get your course. Yeah. Mm, amazing. Love it. And then yeah. uh, for to work with you, they can also find out all the information on your website and I'm yes. sure you'll send them uh, more more info on that. Um all right. Well, this was it. Thank you so much, Shannon. It was a pleasure. Uh, and I wish you a good night because it's almost, you know, bedtime over there where you are. <laughs> and I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna, for having me on. This was wonderful. Thank you. Alrighty, that's it for this episode. How awesome is Shannon? She's so cool. And I forgot to tell you in the beginning that Shannon was actually, is actually a, a coach for one of my previous guests and she was recommended to be on this podcast and that's how we connected. And so if you've enjoyed this episode and took some valuable lessons from it, please share it with a girlfriend. Your girlfriend and I will be forever grateful. And you know, if, if you have a girlfriend who's struggling with her relationship with money of, you know, kind of not taking herself seriously and, and is fine finally at the edge of you know just needs this final push and motivation to trust herself and and actually you know take herself seriously and transform her relationship with money then please send her to girlskill.com slash 44 or share this episode straight from your podcasting app and everything that shannon mentioned in this episode from the apps to the people she follows to the books she recommends which are all amazing you can also find in the show notes at girlskill.com slash 44 so have an awesome week running with the wolves and i'll see you on the next episode bye Thank 
Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined.